enjoying that ministry. And I sat with that for a while, and all of a sudden it really did become easy because I'm not begging for people to tithe today. In fact, God is not leading you to tithe. I don't want you to. Don't give us your money if it's just a thing. I, one of my favorite series of books is The Chronicles of Narnia. I know I'm 56, but I still like those books, okay? And I read them over and over, and I loved them so much. And one of my favorite ones is The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And it is not because it's all about a boat and all these sea monsters and stuff, but there is a moment in that when they come to the very edge of uncharted waters, of chartered waters, and they're looking out and they don't know what's ahead. And then they start to grumble when Caspian, the king, says, we're going to go. And they start grumbling, and they want to go home, and they're afraid, and blah, blah, blah. And he looks at them, and he says, oh, I'm sorry, you misunderstood. I'm not telling you you have to go. I'm asking you, or I'm, I'm, I'm asking who's called to go. So as I stand here and I talk about tithing, and you can do that um, in the boxes back there, to give because you have to. I'm asking you to give because you've been chosen to be part of our community. You've been chosen to be part of our church. And we, alongside of you, give because we want to keep your glory in our service and our ministry. So thank you for giving. And now let's walk further in. So I don't know about you, but my, I was invaded, and you've been invaded. Uh, my Facebook feed is invaded by these people wanting money or wanting my vote. Have you noticed that? And those yards that are cluttered with signs, and all of a sudden, these weird texts on my phone, and I'm going, what in the world? I go, tis the season, isn't it? Tis the season. And Tuesday. civic duty to be able to vote because it is important that God is ultimately in control but we have a duty to do that as, as uh, followers of Christ. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a quick prayer and we'll get into the message here. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and, and uh, we thank you first of all for this great nation. Uh, what you've called this nation to be in this world and Father, we just know you're we're lifting up our nation on Tuesday. We're lifting up our elections. I pray, Father, that uh, you would move hearts and minds and uh, you would uh, uh, bring people to the ballot box. And, and uh, Father, we just thank you. Uh, lead us in the direction you want us to go. Father, we just uh, love you. And we are putting full control in your hands. 
Jesus name, and how you love us, and you love this place for us. In Jesus name. Divorce? Is that what I heard? Divorce. 
So we, we experience this, right? We, we, we can think for a couple minutes, and if we have more time, or if we gave you prep so that you could think ahead for your processes out there, you would be thinking about all the things in life that caused you to have to adjust your life in a massive way. Well, at North Point, we're in this 12-week series. It's called Standing from God. And for a number of us, we're working through a workbook, and, and we've got some groups that we're having conversations with to unpack these ideas of what it means to experience God in a deeper way. Uh, and if you're new with us this morning, like, don't stress. We're, we're like six weeks in or eight weeks in, but that's, that's cool. Like, you'll pick right up. God's in the field. Don't, don't panic about that. Um, it, it'll make a ton of sense this morning. Matter of fact, if those of you who are like, hey, I really want to grab that book, or I really want to jump into a group and talk about it, we can make that happen. Just pop the book in the kiosk and check out the wall. But, but this morning's uh, idea that we're starting, we're launching, that we're working on, this idea of adjusting your life. And the way that experiencing God talks about it is it says adjusting your life to God. The reality is adjusting your life to God's plan, things that God is doing and adjusting your life to those things. Some of you are really good at making adjustments. Like you crave difference. Something happens and you're like, boom, you just take that punch, you roll with it, you're off to the races. And then there's others of us who are not so good at adjusting. Like, it takes us a little time, we need a little prep work, like, give me a minute to figure this out, i got to have it on paper or something. So it takes us a little longer to adjust to the stuff that happens in our world. So I want to just whet our appetite, have us think for a few minutes this morning about what does that mean to adjust our lives to God? The first thing that, I, that, that we got to unpack, just so we can get there together, is this, this concept that we've mentioned multiple times throughout the series, we've talked about it a bit, but I... I don't know that we've grabbed it in our brains and got our heads around yet. It is this, this I want to say crazy, and I, I'm, I'm hesitant. It is this crazy idea that God wants to partner with us. Like, that God of the universe desires and invites us into partnership with him. It's not like God needs us. It's not like God is sitting in heaven going, well, I really want to do this thing. Oh, I don't really know how to get it done. Is that all right? <laughs> not at all. It's that God is sitting in heaven saying, I want to partner with you in this thing. I'm doing this thing. I really want to partner with you in it. Frankly, he doesn't need us. He wants us. It would probably be easier for him to just do it himself. Have you ever had your six-year-old helping you with a home improvement project? <laughs> Did you need him or her to hold the log nuts down at the car while you're changing the tire? So you won't need that, but we, we want to partner with our kids in these things because we want to have a relationship. We want to try to teach them something. We want to experience something maybe difficult together, like fun <laughs> together, or whatever. And so, and so God, I think in the same way, invites us into partnering with him so many times, not because he has to or needs to, but because he wants to. This isn't a new concept. It's very, from the very beginning. Matter of fact, we're going to start in Genesis this morning. If you have a Bible, Genesis chapter 1, the this will be on the screen if you have the North Point app will be in there as well. But Genesis chapter 1 sets up this idea that I, I, I still call it crazy because sometimes it's hard to wrap my head around the fact that God wants to partner with a guy like me. That's meaningless sacred to you guys. I know that because no, no one knew like the Messiah was going to be born. Like, yeah, it's really cool. It's scary. It's scary. But, but like I know me. <laughs> I know the way I think. I know who I am. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Like, it's just crazy to have it. And some days I'm like, it can't be true. 
about it. Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse uh, 27. And if you don't know the story up there, God creates everything. And this is where we get to. So, so God created, verse 27, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. This, this idea that God wanted to partner with his first two people that he created, which we know Adam and Eve, right? God wanted to partner with them in this thing that he created. He said, he said be fruitful and, and fill in number with multiple. Chipmunks and whatever you do to try to, to create this bringing life out of the ground. 
us all, all the way through history to partner with him. And it wasn't just uh, before the fall, because we know that sin comes into the picture here and, and kind of messes, <laughs> messes everything up. And it wasn't just before the fall that God wants to partner with us. Like throughout all of history and scripture, it, it, God invites people to partner with him. A little bit later in the story, God kind of shared his man's intention and partners with a guy named Noah. God didn't have to do that. He said, Noah, I got this plan and I want you to be part of it. Noah said, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a different story. You can read that. And a little bit later on in the story, God wants to bless all nations and he partners with a guy named Abraham. And a little bit later in the story, God wants to free Israel from Egyptian slavery. He partners with a guy named Moses. Like he partners with people all through history, through prophets and priests and kings, with moms and dads and teens, with day laborers, with small business owners. Somewhere in that space, we can move to this idea of adjusting your life to God. And here's the rub. This is the challenge that we experience. And I'm going to blame uh, a little bit of, of Americans. I'm going to blame a little bit of modern culture. I think this makes it harder on us. Here's the statement. God does not bend his plan to our will. God does not bend with him in this experience with 